Striving and Thriving is the career development podcast inspiring you to make some bold changes. It's time to sweat the big stuff. Each week, we speak to industry figureheads at different stages of their journey to understand what it takes to successfully manage your career. I'm really excited about today's session. This is the very first session that we're doing for the podcast series about TA transitioning to PNC. And just to briefly introduce myself, my name is Joe McCatty. I'm one of the founding members for Striven. Striven is all about elevating people to get ahead through mentorship and coaching. And it's a platform that brings everyone together to enable that to happen. Aside that, I'm the founder of Proto Science, and I love career coaching as a service and recruiting as a service. But now I'm also the people and culture, head of people and culture at Total Synergy. So I'm, I can't wait to hear about all that Ema has to share about her current role, because what she does is she manages the people and talent function over at Simply Wall Street. So I've got some questions to ask you, Ema. But firstly, before I dive into those, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and uh, if you could tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Joe. My name's Emer. I started off in recruitment like everyone does. They everyone fall into it. I um, don't know where we're falling from, but it's usually trying to get sponsored in Australia, the people who are here. And uh, I was doing recruitment for about six or seven years before I moved into my first startup, which was Deputy. I was the first recruitment hire for them globally, employee number 70. And when I left, we were about 350, give or take. And that was in Australia, America and the UK and the Philippines. From that role, I suppose I was doing a lot of recruitment operations, people operations, building things from scratch, just get to see how the function was developed over time. So it was really, really interesting. Absolutely loved that role and, and just fell in love with startups, really. And what I wanted to do from there is I suppose take that experience and go into a smaller company and just see how I could uh, do the same things and even more at a much smaller uh, earlier stage. And so I joined employee number 15 in the company I'm in currently. And now we're we're actually 66 people, uh, mainly in Australia, but uh, we do have some people in the Philippines and New Zealand as well. So really, really exciting um, going from kind of that really, really fast paced, you know, series A, series B at the time into a much smaller company. And it was like awesome to see. And it was B to B as opposed to B to C. And then when I was in this company, I kind of got exposure to do more, as we say, quote unquote, HR, as opposed to being a recruiter and really kind of uh, dive into that space a lot more. So what I tried to do in this company is kind of implement everything I'd learned from Deputy and you know take it to the next level and so when we actually you know we're 66 people and i've we've done probably more than what i did do or that we had done at deputy when we were like almost 400 people and that's not down to like the people it's it's probably down to like hiring someone much earlier in the pnc space and also me having the knowledge and experience of like what we needed to do at scale and implementing that much earlier and also i suppose the speed at which we were growing at deputy and how how much it took us to actually kind of hire for that team and kind of take us on that journey. So there's a few factors there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love um, startups, scale-ups and, you know, everything, you know, employee experience, essentially. What a journey. So it sounds like, yeah, all the learnings from the previous role you really adopted into this one. And uh, 
the fact that it's gone from 15 to 66, it might not sound like a lot, but it actually is a lot of people to manage when it comes to personalities, ways of working, discipline of the role and remit and people working together. So what was it about the P and C function that made you go, do you know what? I'm going to do this. What with the transition from TA to PNC, it's almost like TA is one pillar of PNC mm. and then PNC exactly. is, is, it covers so much more. So yeah. What was it that made you go? Yep. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I was probably like super annoying to my old manager. <laughs> uh, well, the head of people at a deputy at the time, I was always trying to do lots of other projects and, how I like to see it is you're probably doing recruitment 100% of the time and that extra 20% is, you know, those other projects that you can get involved in. And I think a lot of people who move from like recruitment into more of the PNC space do so like they first dip their toes in the water with onboarding, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, there is a debate of whether, you know, where does it land uh, with recruitment or PNC. And, and, and I do think there's uh, like recruiters play a massive part in uh, driving an awesome experience in an onboarding as well. And actually here I've kind of pushed out that um, responsibility to my recruiter um, because mm. she's such a passion for like the employee experience and the journey and like bringing it through. That's kind of where I dip my toe in the water. And I just was so interested to learn more and just like take that employee experience, uh, not only just from recruiting them into the role, but then what happened after that. Uh, I was always just so, so interested and passionate to know like what was going on after that and, and how do I ensure that, uh, you know, the people that I'm hiring are still happy. And I think, you know, recruiters have that, you know, they don't just go, okay, see ya, you're in the door and now I'm gone. Yeah. I think that is something that we all share, but I just, yeah, I just wanted to learn more about it and that's why I, I uh, came into this role to kind of really focus on it a lot more mm. I love the way you framed it back you know once again to the employee experience and how it starts from you know the point of attraction and then getting the person onboarded then the thereafter that you referred to it is the thereafter where the people and culture function comes into play and then it's all about you know giving people what they need uh to be set up for success yeah. and also for the business to be clear on what it is that their remit is too so I like the way you framed it. So it's it sounds like it's a it's a smooth evolution from TA to PNC in that way, uh, the way you described it. It sounds smooth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds easy. <laughs> um, no, I, I think a big part of it as well is if you think about the whole journey, really you have to work as a team because like if you're not mm. recruiting the right fit candidate for a role into the right type of position, the right business, et cetera, then, you know, that will come to me, at, you know, six months in to <laughs> try and like, kind of solve that problem. And right. nobody wants that. Like the person who's coming into the role doesn't want that. The manager, mm -hmm. the team, nobody wants to be in that position. So it it yeah. does all start from the beginning and it, it all starts from that whole journey all the way through. Like it doesn't, yeah. it's not just, you know, I don't just come in and at six months in and go right I'll take it from here <laughs> um yeah it definitely starts from the beginning I think that's what I love I, I love I love that whole experience yeah and there's something that you said in that that I really also resonate with and it's not just your responsibility it's it's the collective responsibility to make sure you're bringing in the right people so then it isn't a challenge further down the line or, or an issue of any kind that definitely that partnership piece is critical isn't it yeah, 100%.
So um, now that I've asked you specifically about why you did it, <laughs> what do you think has been the hardest part of moving into more of a general PNC role compared to the specialist TA role? I think the hardest part is actually, so when you're recruiting, especially in-house, you're partnering with the stakeholder and you're coming to them, to them like an advisor. You're the one that has a lot of knowledge on the market. You know, you're the subject matter expert on things and you're coming in to, to really kind of advise and drive that conversation through and, and, and really give your insights. Obviously, you're using like data, but you're still advising on like, hey, this is best practice, data, et cetera, of how you can recruit roles. And the big switch for me was actually changing the way your stakeholder manage, the way in which you handle your stakeholders and, and that stakeholder management piece to be less of an advisor and more of a coach. And, you know, really kind of ensuring that you are uh, separate to what is going on and and where to step in and where to kind of pull back and and you're not like in this kind of you know fast-paced problem solving mode um you know you're kind of kind of taking a step back and uh, really kind of helping them drive lots of questions so they can come up with the right type of answer and ensuring that you're not i don't know everything you're you're the owner of this and and you're in control i think that that was like a massive switch for me that I um, probably learned the hard way, to be honest. <laughs> and now you're sharing the cheat code with everybody else. Thank you. Yes, that's the cheat code. <laughs> Always <Yeah>. remember. <laughs> Gotta love a cheat code. And yeah, that that's quite important. The way you framed it, it's, uh, you know, they're the SMEs in their space and it's guiding them and enabling them to make the, the right decisions for themselves, the team, the business, et cetera. I like that you framed it as coach versus advisor. That's that's a really um, lovely way of framing it, you know, coming from that to the coaching uh, role. In terms of uh, reflecting back now on your TA toolkit, uh, what are the skills that you took from TA that really serve you well in your PNC role right now? I think it kind of comes back to that employee experience again and really being passionate about the journey. Like, you're passionate about a candidate journey and an employee journey all at once. And I think that's why, you know, there is a lot of crossover sometimes in terms of what people in our industry enjoy in their job. And I think that's like the massive crossover. Again, you know, I think recruiters have to be the best project managers in the world, you know, (laughs) multiple different things, you know, they have to be so diligent and, you know, you do obviously take a piece of that in, but again, tailored in a different way. And there is something to be said about project management and the multiple things that you can really focus on in the role of TA. The fact that it's an expanded role as well, that does serve as a good foundation. So um, yeah. so that would be the number one thing that you'd say, yep, lift and shift. It's, it's a project-related nature. And also the way you framed it in terms of um, really caring about the employee coming yeah. into the mix and, and then everything else that goes with it. It's yeah. service driven. It's it's who's your customer. Everyone mm-hmm. always says, you know, people as a product. I do believe in having it as that you are the product manager and who are your customers, whether they're candidates or employees. Mm-hmm. And it's not service driven in the sense of you are the cost center, because I don't believe in that. It is service driven in the sense of, yeah, you are of service to these people in the business and how can you help them thrive or how can you help them Mm -hmm. get the right role or how can you help a stakeholder it's all about that and that's why actually you'll see you know a lot of people 
in our industry, they'll come from, you know, maybe a hospitality background or retail and, you know, they'll come from like a service driven uh, culture a lot of times because that's kind of what the essence of what you're doing. Yeah, I like the way um, that you have positioned that. Now I can see, you know, the stepping stone almost of, you know, when you are in the TA function, you are caring about the person's career. And then once they enter the business, it's um, it's then their career in the business and then their mindset, you know, their well-being. And Yeah. And additionally, I think it's interestingly in Australia, it's very much a you do TA or PNC. But if you look at a lot of people, a lot of profiles in America or London, people do move around. Um, you know, they might be ahead of PNC or they might be um, ahead of TA and uh, move between those functions mm. and it's not just a one-size-fits-all also kind of comes down to the roles are quite different whether you're in a startup a scale-up or a large corporate and so it's not just about uh, what role is it is but it's about what do you want a broad role do you want kind of a more narrowly focused role do you want a role that mm. has a bigger scale there's lots of different variables that actually come into it I think that's the interesting piece like in general that people are trying to figure out when they are mm. um, doing these roles because a lot of startups they'll hire a recruiter who might do it all and then as it grows and scales yes. like they might hire a PNC person that comes in a, a lot because when you're in the kind of uh, scaling mode you know they're like yes we need to hire and this is like mm. a massive that's like the biggest problem in their mind that they're mm -hmm. trying to solve mm -hmm. for but actually and the good ones, I'd say, will 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 bring in also uh, somebody who can handle more of the HR-related um, stuff, because if it grows too fast and you don't do that, you know things might break as you scale. And and I've seen that in other companies, and I've I've seen where it's done well and where it's not done well. But anyways, the moral of the story is like mm. the rules are so different, and I think we need to kind of take a leaf out of the global playbook essentially and just really think of that internally here I love that so much <laughs> the way you've just described it that it is a different role and that um it forms a part of it and the fact that you know overseas seems to have be further forward with it and you're right I have seen a theme since 2020 I'd say where this transition is starting to happen more and more and where I've seen it is absolutely in the startup ecosystem and they do bring in that TA professional who grows into the role of head of PNC over time. So it's in, in effect, it's like growing into the role as the business grows, as you grow the number of people and it starts to become more PNC focused. And I love the global playbook. So if you're creating one, that'd be good for us all to have. That would be really good. <laughs> no problem. We'll all opt into it. <laughs> Definitely. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> That's why it's been quite hard for a lot of people in the PNC space in the last few yes. years because you feel so deeply for employees and candidates. And, yeah. you know, it has been mentally tough for everyone uh, over the last few years. And it is hard to switch off from that and kind of leave that piece at home and not like take that with you and, and help kind of, you know, support everyone else through what you're also going through. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, um, you've made me just think that very much on the spot. Who's supporting HR? <laughs> in the I know. I don't know. <laughs> Instagram memes. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Gets me through. <laughs> or like, um, you know, you had mentioned, you know, earlier, 
before we started recording, it's the community, isn't it? It's the the others that are also working in the space that could offer that support whilst um, you're supporting people that need it most. And uh, yeah, it's been an interesting time coming out of the transition of 2020, 2021, now 2022. It was like, okay, now everyone's accountable. Everyone's fine. Everyone's got the right mindset. Everyone's got through it now, but it's not necessarily as straightforward as that. No, because yeah. like so many people haven't taken uh, holidays in the last two years. So there's yeah. a lot of burnout and then they're starting to yeah. take it now. And also yeah. I feel like, not to be dramatic about it, but I do feel like when you come out of some <laughs> sort of trauma, like mm-hmm. then you're coming out of it and it's yeah. almost hard in itself. Yeah, I always, <laughs> I always say that whenever me and some of my friends get together and we're with other people who don't work in our field, mm-hmm. um, they get bored pretty quickly because all we do is talk about work. <laughs> We just want to talk about work all the time. We're always just so yeah. passionate about it, talking about because yeah. nobody else understands. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something to be said about that because um, I remember seeing an interview from a Nobel Prize scientist. He was a winner of the Nobel Prize, I think, you know, back in the 2000s. And he mentioned how he loved his vocation so much that he would go home and continue with his vocation. So it started to become a hobby. So that's what you're erring towards. It's like you're so passionate about what you're doing that it's natural for you to start talking about it with other people who are connected to the same industry. So I'm all for it. I'm a supporter and an advocate. I join the conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. And I also think that there's many ways to solve, you know, problems or to kind of handle situations in our space. Like, even when I first started, when I reached out to a couple of different people, worked to different companies um, about certain situations, they all had different takes on it and different advice of what maybe to do or not to do, etc. And it just got me thinking, oh, there's no rule book here. It depends on, you know, reach out to somebody who's in a bigger company, to a smaller company or what exposure they've had or uh, what their take is. And it's, yeah, there, there's no one size fits all. Obviously, there's a there's a certain kind of criteria that you need to meet, like from a legal perspective. Then after that, it really comes down to kind of human decency and how you're supporting mm-hmm. somebody and how you're thinking about, you know, your own emotional intelligence of the situation mm-hmm. and how you should handle that. And that's kind of what it comes down to after you do the the compliance and, and legal mm-hmm. stuff that you actually need to do. It really comes down to that human touch that makes mm-hmm. it separate. That's it. Hence why it's called human resources. It makes sense. It makes sense. (laughs) But now that you framed it like that and, you know, the the way you've just broken down, you know, it's the human element, it's the policies, the compliance, the legal uh, requirements, you know, they're some of the pillars. If we break it down, it's almost like a there's the TA function, then there's the coaching element, and then there's the HR policies, procedures, et cetera, the, the legalities. So now reflecting on your role in PNC, what do you feel has been the biggest challenge in stepping into the role. Yeah, because it is, even describing it, is quite broad. And that's why when you're in a startup, you're wearing many hats and you're in a larger company, you know, it does get siloed out and you get to go kind of more uh, narrow as opposed to broad. But I think the biggest challenge really was around uh, the importance of communication, not only with myself, this was, I'm a people pleaser. I like to be everyone's friend. And so one learning from a personal perspective is obviously like uh, taking that piece out and uh, having my own understanding of my own communication. But then even broader to that is, you know, communicating with the employees internally and that messaging, everything is so, has to be so intentional really kind of preparing the communication how you're communicating Mm -hmm. when how often the frequency and what format etc that's Mm -hmm. why companies like pin 
are trying to solve for this problem Um, because it is it is a big problem to be solved and it takes it's a lot of work even with regards to the communication and the like the policies or guidelines that you're creating there's a lot of communication there that you're Mm -hmm. you're putting across and what is your tone and messaging and if you are in a standalone role like you don't have your marketing team or your PR team or anything who are creating a lot of that and so that's why a big part of what I'm very passionate about is sharing that learnings and sharing information in that space because mm-hmm. you know we take a lot of there's a lot of um, work that we have to do there with regards to creating a lot of this content and presenting that and we're all kind of creating it from scratch so <laughs> so true yeah yeah so communication and um doing that with some cadence as well so keeping people abreast mm-hmm. of what's happening and connected to I guess market insights as well and what are we doing in the business and it also with the remote ways of working factor thrown into it as well so so communication that's mm-hmm. the key challenge that you you feel yep that's always constantly needing to be nurtured tailored yes. <laughs> crafted exactly. yeah okay and it's interesting with the even with but going back to the COVID piece I think a lot of us found we didn't really know how to communicate in that no. situation because we were trying to communicate, but we were going by, well, what does the government say? What does policy, mm-hmm. what do, what does fair work say? And like, how do we kind of play catch up? And then what do we present? And, yeah. you know, there's a lot there to kind of unpack. Right. And then even then, how often do you kind of present those messaging for process? And then how do you tailor it as you go on? Yeah, it is very, very important. And, you know, you really have to make sure that like the team feels supported and heard and, listen to and you know that is like your messaging that mm. is coming through in that and there's a big responsibility to get yeah. it right <laughs> or even I always look at other peers in other countries and stuff yeah. and see what they do but yeah. even like the kind of we have a, a guidebook that we send out externally uh, to candidates you know and even some of those uh, guidebooks, we have our values in it and information about the business. And like I've seen other companies like Joro who do this and the way in which they're even like messaging external people about the business and the policies and procedures or guidelines and the way in which it's communicated really sets the tone to your business. Mm, it um, does. I like that. So also another cheat code for everyone out there exactly just do uh journalism law uh, yeah that's it all these things yes do a master's in each of these and you'll be fine just do a master's in everything and you'll be absolutely fine wonderful (laughs) yeah well then that comes back to like nobody's perfect in these roles right we all have different skill sets right and you could you could lend yourself more to that or you could lend yourself more to the coaching piece. It really depends on, on who that person is and then also what that business needs. You've just um, ignited a very interesting thought process for me right now in the spur of the moment, how most, you know, your your very first comment of, you know, going into recruitment, as many do, it's not one of these things you sort of think about or preempt that you're going to do. It gets shown to you as a proposition and you say yes or no to it. The background that many people come from before they get into the role of TA, it's interesting because that's usually varied. To then step into the role of PNC, I feel as though that's a positive thing just based on the how you described it. You need so many different facets that cover all the areas. So I feel like it should be a natural stepping stone then for TA to move into PNC because they're coming from such a varied background. 
Yeah, I suppose it's uh, there's different speeds though. Recruitment's quite fast paced, and it's like the, it's more like the marketing and the sales piece, and right. you know that project management piece and that candidate journey. And then it's it's just mm. a it's a completely different speed going into mm-hmm. the uh, people space. And and mm-hmm. some people like that, and some people don't. But a lot of people ask me like, how do I get into it, or how do I get into that? Yeah. And you know, there is many ways. If you look at people's sure. backgrounds, they either go into a small company, do a broad role, mm. or they go into a larger company as more like a HR administrator or move from recruitment into it. Yes. I've seen people move from communications or a legal background mm-hmm. or even investment banking. Mm. It is quite broad, but um, that's what I love about it because yeah. people always want to get into product. They're always like, I want to, I want to be a product manager. Yeah. I want to be a product yeah. manager. And I'm always yeah. like, what about this you could do this yeah come and join me (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a product manager job (laughs) Um, but the reason why they it's it's what do they like about that and this and and there's Mm. a lot of similarities and that's why I love you know what I do and I love this space because I used to always want to do lots of jobs I wanted to do sales I wanted to do marketing I wanted to do coaching I wanted to be a psychologist Mm. I wanted to do Uh all the things Uh right I had many 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 ideas and what I realized when I was recruiting lots of these roles is like, oh, it kind of demystifies those positions. And I think, oh, well, you know, there's marketing and recruitment marketing or, you know, oh, there's like, oh, project management. I can manage this project correct. here. Oh, business correct. analyst, I'll do that here. And yes. so I almost feel like I love the variety of, you know, my role and the startups. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I almost have all of the jobs yes. yeah, <laughs> tied exactly. into one. That's and I think that's what people... Put. Yeah, they don't yeah. know. They're like, yeah. I just want to do this job. And I'm like, but what at the core, what do you like about it? Because mm. you could get that here too. This is it. Perfectly yeah. framed. I love that so much. Now, reflecting again on the move that you made, what's the one thing you'd wish you'd known about the move? <laughs> I wish I knew, besides the communication piece, mm-hmm. I feel like the coaching piece was like a definitely like the way in which you're interacting with stakeholders and that difference. I think that's yeah. one thing that I wish I, I suppose like there's a difference between knowing it and actually on mm. like really understanding the impact <laughs> and the why. That's why I love startups and, you know, have ideas and think about ways to solve problems. And I think, I think kind of coming into some conversations and not you know, coming in as a problem solver as opposed to a coach and, and or mm. coming in as a, you know, my ego, I've got emotional intelligence to know why somebody's feeling a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I wish I kind of understood that lesson or learned that lesson a lot quicker, mm. <laughs> I would say, in my journey. But look, I got there in the end. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. And um, in terms of, I guess, hindsight, then it sounds like you feel it's been a positive move for you. You kind of had an understanding of what it entails, but you don't really know the essence of it until you step into it is what like the key takeaway that I'm getting for what you just described. And, you know, doing the advisory, as you mentioned earlier, back into the coaching side of things and enabling people to make decisions for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's getting to the stage now of, wow, you've made the move. It sounds like you're enjoying the experience. What advice would you give to others who are considering making the move? My actual biggest advice is I would advise people to go to try and go into, even though it's not what I did, (laughs) I would advise people to try and go into 
a larger organization where they can learn from their team. The reason being is it's like a baptism of fire when you go in on your own and trying to figure out how things are done or how things should be done when you're kind of a one man band is, is really tough. And so I think if you go into a larger organization where you can learn from people and like see how, you know, what good looks like and then kind mm-hmm. of emulate that in a startup, I think that that is that would be my advice. That's why I you know, created the Slack channel and created community. And I, I chat to people all the time because yeah. I have to do that. I have to hustle and like get that information and context. And mm. I've got a lot of friends who are in PNC roles that I can reach out to, which is awesome. Yeah. But there's a difference between like reaching out to them and then also like, you know, they're busy with their own lives. And I also like there's certain contexts that I can't give them. So it's just uh, it's just not as you don't learn as much. It's not as good as if you were actually in the business mm-hmm. itself so that's the advice I would give and then in terms of I suppose like how do you even get into that space or into that career it's really about either if you're on the recruitment side and going over the other side I would just try and um, chat to those uh, people who are like the HR people in your business and like see what they do ask if you can shadow them try and get as much information as possible so you can yeah. really see whether you want to do it um, on the other side, if you're just starting off your career, obviously trying to get into more like the HR mineral or what I would mm-hmm. always say to people is it doesn't matter where you start. Like I started off as an office manager and, yeah. you know, you work your way up for there. You yeah. you don't always have to go into the exact role in a company. You yes. could go in and try and kind of move across. That's a lot of great advice you've just offered right there, um, you know, from your own experiences. But you're also, it's almost like you're giving some coaching tips to people out there in a way. Yeah, it's, it's invaluable insight. And that's the thing, right? Once you've gone on a journey yourself, it's easy to go and reflect back and say, oh, wow, what would have been a quicker route to get to there? And what are the possibilities? And there are many possibilities, as you had highlighted. So I think it's great advice that you have shared. And I just wanted to take a moment to share with the audience about the Slack channel that you referred to. It's called People Space, which I've also just recently joined. And um, it's fellow PNC professionals who are in more established enterprise all the way through to startup, just sharing resources, asking questions that may seem seem silly for someone, you know, starting out in a PNC role to start with, but there's it's a very supportive little network there that you're building. And I, and I love that. And I think the, um, the essence of community, even though you may have friends in the space, it's being able to lean on others who can also um, offer you support and vice versa. So I think um, join that Slack community is what I'd say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Then, we, so, we have um, to get our team somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. But all the standalone PNC, that's where you can find your community. Yeah. yeah. Really important, especially if, if you're working remotely as well. hundred percent. Well, what a wonderful uh, little interview session we've had today. Just getting insights about you and your move into the the role of PNC, and you know the takeaways are that you can have a happy life in the in the role of PNC, even if you are standalone. There are many things to consider, but it's um it's a role that encompasses so much in terms of support for the business. So switching from you know, a candidate to then becoming an employee in a business and then the whole experience that goes with that. So um, I will just uh, say a final comment of thank you. Thank you so much for investing your time. And um, I can't wait to share this interview with the audience. 
Want to know more about how to get ahead? Be sure to check out striving.io for career development tools and mentorships to guide you through. Striving and thriving. 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 Striving and thriving.